0: gorgeous goddesses welcome back to the cool mom 101 podcast i'm your host emily as always i'm so grateful to have you here today i'm sharing an instagram live i did a little bit ago it was so juicy i just had to share it too here and it is sacred motherhood codes and it's all about how to embrace the beauty of motherhood so let's get to it here's episode 103 <music> Hello beauties and welcome to this Instagram live. I'm so excited. I haven't gone live in like four months I think. Um, So I'm so excited to be chatting about this topic. It's something very near and dear to my heart um, which is really about embracing motherhood and embracing motherhood the cool mom way which means on your own fucking terms. Okay so Today, we are going to be talking about, as I mentioned, some of the things that have been the most influential in really allowing me to embrace motherhood, and I also want to preface by saying it did not start off this way for me. It was really challenging becoming a mom, and I would still say, too, it's by far the most challenging thing I've ever done being a mom, so this isn't to gaslight anyone or to deny that motherhood is challenging because it is. It really is. It's really challenging. And what I've learned, and in these five big lessons and codes I'm going to talk to you about, what I've learned is there are things that you can lean into that really do help you to embrace motherhood. And embrace all the beauty that it is and just really what it means to be a mother and I, to me it is one of the most beautiful and honorable things that you can do and especially learning to embrace it that is huge so i wanted to start too by saying kind of like i mentioned in the beginning that motherhood was not very easy for me in the beginning it wasn't like i'm sitting here saying okay, well, I've just been like perfect, motherhood's been so easy. It wasn't, it was really, really hard. And especially those first like nine months with Leo, I struggled, but I also learned a lot, right? So with those great struggles, you can either continue to struggle and to let yourself get wrapped up in all the stories and the nonsense and the terrible things, and or you can choose to learn from them, and that's what it's all about today. So let's start with the first one, the first code. One of the biggest things that I have found to be so, so beneficial for me in embracing the beauty of motherhood is really cleaning up my beliefs around motherhood. And I want to say a lot of these things I'm going to talk about are really things that are a practice. It's not like you do these things once and then you never have to think about them again. It's a practice. So what does that mean, cleaning up your beliefs around motherhood? For example, think about some of these questions for me. What do you believe to be true about motherhood? Do you think it's always a struggle? Do you think that it's like a very unappreciated job? Do you think that you're just gonna lose yourself in it? Do you think you're never going to have, like, friends or, like, a relationship with your partner or any of those things? That would be, those would be, I should say, limiting beliefs around motherhood. So you really want to examine what all those beliefs are. And there's lots of ways you can do it. One of the easiest, quickest ways... Literally, write down everything you believe to be true. So you could write down everything you believe to be true about motherhood on one side. And then on the other side of the page, you're going to write your new belief. And just starting there is such a big, big way to start changing what those beliefs are. And you need to be aware of what they are as well to even begin to clean them up. So it's so important to clean those up because otherwise in your day-to-day life, you're going to always be operating from that set point, okay? So if you're always operating from the set point that motherhood is terrible and you hate being a mom, how do you think that's going to affect your day-to-day life and how you move through motherhood and how you move even through your work and through your life with your partner? So code one is clean up those beliefs, And I cannot stress this enough, another thing I want every mom here to lean into, cannot stress it enough. You need to have a deep knowing of how important your role as a mother is in this world. You need to keep that in mind because it is so, so important. You are literally helping to shape the next generation and you are through your mothering, really taking care of the entire community around you. So never forget how important your role is because I know it's easy sometimes when you're in the middle of the 10th meltdown of the day and the kids just, you know, asking you for snacks and you are going to have your own meltdown. Try, try, maybe later, maybe not in that moment, but try to remember this truth that your role as a mom is so fucking important okay let's get on to code number two kind of related to the first one about cleaning up your beliefs around motherhood and i believe that to be so important because like i said you have this set point that's not really where it could be so that's not really a good way to move through the world so the second one is healing your motherhood mother wounds and like sisterhood wounds so what I've noticed is there's a lot of like weird competition in motherhood. And to me, I think that partly stems from sisterhood wounding, which sisterhood wounding is really just about the idea that female on female, women to women girls to girls, they have tended to have a certain way to go about competing with one another. And it isn't typically... It's not always things you can really, really see. It's often kind of under the surface, behind the back, gossiping, these kind of things. And it can really create a deep mistrust of female friendships and other women. And I was thinking about this the other day. I think that this also comes out in our role as mothers because there can be a lot of competition. And I don't really know why it's so strong in motherhood, but I feel like it is. And I think it partly links to the sisterhood wounding and feeling like you have to compete with every woman but you don't okay what i'm doing with my child has no bearing on how good of a mother you are and vice versa there's things that i'm gonna do for my family that you would never do for yours and vice versa and really it doesn't matter (laughs) really doesn't matter so in looking at motherhood wounding, sisterhood wounding, some things to think about are what was your relationship like with your mother? So how how is that relationship and how could that possibly be shaping your current relationship with your children? Because we tend to just subconsciously kind of repeat a lot of things. We don't even realize we're repeating So that's something that I think is really key as well, is to think about what can you repair, what can you let go of, and how can you kind of shift the way you view those relationships with your mother and then also with the females in your life and just around you. So third point, third code is, and this one's so big too, I have found such... Huge shifts from being able to tap into this more and more and not only in my role as a mother, but also in my business, in my relationships outside of with my son. It's just it's huge. And that is listening to your intuition over everything. So at the end of the day, you are the expert in your child and the needs of your family. And there's no one else who's going to be able to know better what's best for your family, your child, et cetera. So listening to your intuition, the mother's intuition is a real, real thing. And learning to tune into that however, whenever you can is just so, so important to be able to to stand in your power and know that you are absolutely doing the best thing for yourself, your family, and your child. Uh, And I want to tell a little story. So the other thing to keep in mind is research is always evolving. So an example, before I get to the story, an example is with breastfeeding. So it's gone through such a number of iterations in the recent history. So if you go back to so i'm 35 when i was a baby they were touting formula as like better and that was not that long ago right and then it's moved into now people saying well breast milk is the optimal thing to feed the baby Anyways, that's just one little example of how it's changed so much over time. They even used to tell you you should start feeding your baby solids around four months. Now it's more like six months. And again, this changes where you live, depends where you live and everything like that. It's based on so many different things. But my point here is that the research is always changing. So that's the only thing you're always looking to. I'm not saying don't incorporate research into what you do because i definitely do and i'm saying at the end of the day your intuition is the strongest and best kind of true north for most things with your kid that's just the long and short of it so the story this is what's funny okay so this was my sister-in-law's mom um so she would have been in the she's in the baby boomer generation and she went to her doctor and found out she was pregnant and just kind of offhand comment said oh I'm so excited like I'm gonna buy a bottle of champagne for us to have with dinner tonight to celebrate and the doctor kind of looks at her and says actually they've kind of changed the rules around that you're not you're not actually supposed to drink When you're pregnant anymore. And she's like, okay, no worries. Like, so just goes to show you that there was a time when we thought, oh, maybe drinking alcohol was like fine. Um, Anyway, point is, like I said, don't rely solely on research or what other people are doing or what the parenting book said or the parenting expert, quote unquote, on Instagram said. Tune into yourself and your intuition. And I swear to you, you're going to know what's going to be the best most of the time. Um, Okay, fourth code. These are all huge. I keep saying this is so important. But this one is really, really fucking important, too. Maybe the most important, actually. Um, And that is make your own village. So you hear this all the time. It takes a village to raise a child. Takes a village to raise a child. And back in the day, we naturally all lived in these type of structures where probably your aunt could help, uh, your cousin would help, and you just had all these people around to help you. Well, we obviously don't live that way anymore, which is just the way of the world. And I think... You have to be able to figure out a way to create your own village. You cannot sit around and feel sorry for yourself that you have no support. You need to seek it out. Okay. So this is going to look different for everybody. But the way I seek out support right now, there's a lot of things. I have a trainer. I have a doula. I have midwife team. I have someone who cooks for our family. So I don't have to make the meals Monday to Friday. It's a dream. I have someone who she helps clean as well. So does all the cleaning for me and the laundry for me. So right now I have a lot of support. um, But even before we moved to Brazil, I had I still had like a trainer to help with that and to take that kind of off my plate I had someone who cleaned again to take that off my plate and just anything that you, you know, I talk about this all the time, but what can you outsource? Because your time is so, so valuable and it almost like 10 X is when you have kids. And this isn't to say that everyone's time isn't valuable. Not saying that it's just a matter of fact that you're going to have a bit less time for sure when you have a kid. Okay. There's no like denying that. Um, And and ebbs and flows. Like sometimes they need you more. Sometimes they need you less. But they always need you. And there's always time that you are going to want to spend with them versus doing these other things. So whatever you can outsource to make your life easier, whether it's within the realm of like mothering type stuff or whether it's like house stuff, anything, business stuff, whatever it is that relieves some pressure off you and makes it so that you can be a much better mother, in my opinion. For me, when I'm thinking about too many things, and every every mom knows this, you tend to have kind of like a running list of things that you might need to do or get or everything like that. And I think the more you can take off the plate, it's just better. It's just better. And another way this can look, if it's not accessible for you to, like, spend a lot of money on certain things. That's just fine. Is things like have your friends create a meal train when you have a newborn. Things like that. Can you find a local meetup group where you can be face-to-face with other moms? I found that was amazing. After I had Leo, I went to... I did this Baby and Me Um workout class at the community center and i found it was so nice like now i would just like never want to take my kid with me as like a toddler it's just kind of insane but with the baby and it was so good to to go there because i was still spending time with him he loved it most of the time (laughs) um but you also didn't worry if he started like screaming because there were other babies there and other moms and nobody gives a shit So that was really nice. And then you still get some of that adult connection. So there's always ways that you can figure out how to feel supported. And I think the key here too is to think about what makes you feel the most supported. So is it that you need to ask your partner or maybe your mom or maybe your best friend to watch your kid every Thursday for an hour so that you can go to your yoga class whatever it is so what are those things that would make you feel so deeply supported because when you feel supported and you have your own call it the village when you have your own village you can lean into what's beautiful about being a mother you can be present when you're playing with your kids you can just enjoy their joy right without being so worried like who's going to take care of this and also just feeling taken care of allows you to feel more ease and then i think that just trickles down into every aspect of mothering so so important and also hiring mentors who have been where you are and that's the whole reason i created master matley because I found I didn't really have a lot of mentors around me at the time who knew what it was like to be an entrepreneur and also a mom at the same time. It's its own level of intensity. It has its own challenges. And you need people around who understand what that's like. And so I highly recommend if anyone listening is thinking, I really need support, and you're kind of around the time of going on mat leave, could be just after, just before, That's an amazing program for you because it's going to set you up with all the tools you need and a plan of how to set your business up to be baby proof, to be something that you can continue to put work into and continue to grow, see that growth, without sacrificing being the mom you want to be. So find those mentors, get that village right, however it's going to look for you. There's always ways if you need ideas, you can message me, DM me, because I, f- I think there's always ways we can find people who want to support us. And sometimes you really have to, like I said, tune into what it is that's going to make you feel supported and do it for yourself first. And second, you have to ask for what you want, right? Okay, fifth code. <clears throat> Excuse me. This one is, I think, kind of kind of relates to talking about the competition that you kind of can see, not just in motherhood, it's like parenthood in general. I think it's like, I don't know, it's a symptom of capitalism maybe, but we've kind of been fed this idea that kids need to always be doing and they need to, you know, go to the best dance class when they're three and they need to be doing amazing cool things on the weekend like going to the zoo and the aquarium and all those things are great don't get me wrong and code number five less is more so decide what truly truly matters to you and this is what i always talk about with branding clients but this goes for everybody i think you should have your own personal values as well sometimes your business and personal values are the same thing But it's really key to examine what those are. What do you truly value? And what do you really want your kids to get out of of you, basically, as, as a mother? What do you want them to feel? How do you want them to be mothered? And yeah, what are those core kind of personal values you have? So really tune into what those are. And you have to decide on those things and just focus on those so let's give an example one of my values which is my business and personal is fun it's fun i really value fun i think you need to make it fun or fuck it it's like something it's basically one of my mantras i believe the more fun that i have the more money i make fun i think why are we all here if we're not gonna have some fun So the way that shows up in the way that I mother and the way that I decide what to invest in, whether it's my time or my money, that is a good filter to put things through. And of course, it's always tempered by it. Like, how do I feel? Am I exhausted? Do I need to have like a chill? time? Can I do something that's kind of like a smaller, shorter version of the big fun thing I was going to do? Because sometimes you might not have the energy to, like I said, go to the water park for the whole day or the aquarium. Um, But one of my fun little things, oh my gosh, this is reminding me too. It is about how you brand things to your kids too, because I find that when it's something that I love doing, that he can also enjoy, that's like really the That's the key, right? So something I love to do is going to like a cafe to have a nice coffee and maybe like a snack. So every Saturday, Mario has soccer in the mornings and me and Leo typically go on a date. And so that's how I've (laughs) like branded it to him. Um, And now it's so cute. He asks if we, he's like, can we go on a date? Oh, it's so cute. But we go to this really adorable kind of like bakery cafe and we get our food that we like our fresh squeezed orange juice and we sit and chat for a little bit and then i let them watch a little bit of youtube because i just do so i can enjoy my coffee completely in peace and we get to walk there and back and it's just fun for us both and everybody fucking wins and on the point of less is more It's just like saying no to things too. If you're like, I'm exhausted, I don't want to do that, that's okay too. You need to understand that it's not a case of more is more. And the more you're always doing for your kids, the more they're going to love you or feel loved. That's actually not the way it works at all. (laughs) So, my loves, that is what I have for you today. Those five codes. I'll go over them quickly again. So one, clean up your beliefs around motherhood. Two, heal your motherhood, mother wounds and like sisterhood wounds. Code three is listen to your intuition above all else. Cause you know. <laughs> uh, four is make your own village. So you need that support system. So how can you make it? That really, really, really helps. And five, less is more. Say no make sure it aligns with your values or don't fucking do it. You know, we're here for a good time, not a long time. So (laughs) I hope this was helpful and you got an idea of just some shifts you can make in your mindset or in your life, your daily actions that will really help you embrace motherhood and make it fun like I said I mean what's the point otherwise and make sure you're on the list so if you signed up today you'll already be on the, my list or if you've signed up for emails before um, because I have something really exciting coming so soon and I'm going to send out a special offer to anyone on my list so if you're listening to this catching the replay make sure you comment and you can send me a DM and I will make sure you get on that list as well I love you all. I hope you have a fabulous rest of your day and I can't wait to talk to you soon. Thank you for listening to Cool Mom 101 with Emily Kylo. If you liked our podcast, please be sure to leave a comment or review and be sure to tune in next time.